Hi, and welcome to the Miles to Go DrugEducation.com podcast, where we will simplify a complex subject while giving you the news for your classroom. Each day, we simplify current scientific news reports and studies about drugs, drug abuse, and prevention on our Twitter news page. Several times per month, we will provide you with these drug fact updates as an audio podcast and blog, which will be available on our website as well as iTunes and Podbean. I'm Kelly from Miles to Go Drug Prevention Education, and it is going to be a beautiful day in Huntington Beach, California. Here's this week's news and episode four for news for your classroom. Here's the tweet. QuitNet found that online social connections are helping people quit smoking when using cessation website. Here's the article that the tweet came from. Online social connections helped smokers quit study says that was May 19th, 2010. Here's the summary. This article was based on the study done by the Schroeder Institute for Tobacco Research and Policy Studies and was published in the American Journal of Public Health. The QuitNet community is a large-scale social network to promote smoking cessation and abstinence. In other words, the online social networking program helps people to quit and stay away from smoking by connecting other people trying to quit. This study had 7,569 participants, with an average of more than 13 other members' connections per participant. Women made up 72% of all active members, and the most active members in the network had an average of the age 49. QuitNet participants made an average of 38.2 visits to the site during a 60-day study period. And here are some questions to ask after reading the articles. 1. Create a math challenge to review how the numbers add up. Number 2. What other types of problems might be helped by a mutual support community? Discuss why your class thinks that older women were the ones who succeeded the most. Here's the tweet. American Heart Association finds the 13 states without indoor smoking bans could drop thousands of heart attacks and millions of dollars would be saved. Here's the article that the tweet came from. 18,000 fewer heart attacks expected if all states banned indoor smoking, May of 2010. Here's the summary. In May of 2010, at the American Heart Association's annual Quality of Care and Outcomes Research Conference in Washington, D.C., doctors from the Cardiac Imaging Research at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit presented their research that thousands of lives could be saved within one year if all states adopted bans on indoor public smoking. 39 states have some type of public smoking bans, with 26 banning smoking in any enclosed public space, while 11 states have no bans at all. Hospital admissions are estimated to drop 11% if no smoking laws were adopted, translating into more than 18,500 fewer heart attacks and a savings of $92 million in hospital costs. And here are some questions to ask after reading the articles. Number one, you can create a research project in your classroom by asking your students which states don't have anti-smoking laws. There are many variations on this one project. You can research which states were the first, which were the last. Number two, why don't they have bans? Are they possibly tobacco-growing states? Number three, have you ever eaten in a restaurant with a smoking section? This is a really interesting question to ask your class. Here's the tweet. 
SAMHSA, Memorial Day Weekend Youth Alcohol ER Visits up 11%, 577 daily for alcohol and 199 daily for combined use of drugs and alcohol. Here's the article that the tweet came from. New study shows that underage drinking-related hospital emergency department visits rise 11% over Memorial Day weekend, May 28, 2010. Here's the summary. A new study by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, SAMHSA, reveals that daily underage drinking-related visits to hospital emergency departments are 11% higher during the Memorial Day weekend than they are on an average day. If drugs were involved with the alcohol, the ER sees a 27% increase. Approximately 5,000 people die each year from alcohol-related injuries connected to underage drinking. Studies have shown that children who begin drinking before age 15 are six times more likely to develop alcohol problems than people who start drinking after they reach the age of 21. The SAMHSA administrator states, quote, This study highlights the need for parents, families, and communities to promote prevention messages and efforts designed to help young people enjoy themselves without engaging in underage drinking or drug use, end quote. And here are some questions to ask after reading the articles. Number one, discussion question. What is it about a holiday that encourages people to go nuts drinking? Number two, why are there more admissions on a holiday than a regular day? Number three, what can be done about this problem? Four, why are younger people more likely to develop alcohol problems than people who wait to drink until after 21? And how does the time of year play a part in this study? Our expanded subscription service includes everything you just heard, plus extra questions, expanded discussions from Kelly and Jonathan about the subject, and tweets that are not included in our free service. It's like getting a mini lecture for your classroom. You can sign up for it on our website's Twitter page at milestogodrugeducation.com. Thanks for listening, and do let us know how you use this podcast.